Good morning and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice this morning, this Sunday, the 22nd of November, which is the Feast of Christ the King. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments, Hang all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and in peace with all. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned, in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been. Help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. <laughs>
Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And so the collect then for this Sunday, the next before Advent, which is the festival of Christ the King. Eternal Father, whose Son Jesus Christ ascended to the throne of heaven, that he might rule over all things as Lord and King, keep the church in the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace, and bring the whole created order to worship at his feet, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 to 16, 20 to 24. God the true shepherd. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. A shepherd seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I'll feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them, and I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
The next reading is from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to the end, Paul's prayer. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he's called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe? according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and has made in the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. the gospel of our lord jesus christ according to matthew and our gospel is taken from matthew chapter 25 beginning at verse 31 when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on the throne of his glory all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it? that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you. And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of my, the least of these, 
who are members of my family. You did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are cursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them. Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The book of Ezekiel opens with a vision and a call, fully reminiscent of the vision and call of Isaiah. Ezekiel was stunned off his feet, for in the confusion of storm, fire and noise, he had glimpsed something that looked like the glory of God coming towards him. Now there is a gap of more than a century between these two prophets, Isaiah and Ezekiel. Yet the extraordinary thing is not this passage of time, but the passage of place. Ezekiel, you see, is writing from the city of Nippur, south of Babylon, and he is among the exiles living along a tributary of the Euphrates. In the ancient world, God is invariably associated with place. Consider for a moment Solomon's temple, with its outside courtyard for sacrifices, an inner vestibule or hallway through which you pass, leading finally to the Holy of Holies, housing the Ark of the Covenant. And it is all built on the hill of Mount Zion. God was there, up high, inaccessible. In Isaiah's vision, we remember that the lower hem only of God's robe filled the whole temple. People might almost unimaginably hope to partially approach him, like Moses did in front of the burning bush. But this would be granted to very, very few, like the Holy of Holies, to the priests alone, and then only on one day a year. Ezekiel and the exiles are far away. They have, by the way, long since stopped blaming the Babylonians for their troubles, but are filled with the sense of their own sin, their own distance from their God, their own distance from their temple, which was destroyed as a punishment for all the things they had done wrong. So Ezekiel, seeing God coming towards them, there, by the rivers of Babylon, Coming towards them is completely outside and beyond all expectation. Separated from their temple, they are separated from their God, yet there he is, coming to them. 
And by chapter 34 of Ezekiel's prophecies, this has become extremely personal. As we heard, for thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and I will seek them out. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of thick clouds and darkness. I don't know about you, but I generally think of sheep mostly in flocks. But I have rescued single, solitary sheep on more than one occasion, snipping the wool of one entangled in barbed wire, gathering an escaped lamb with its surprisingly oily fleece, which still looks very fluffy from a distance. The thing is, they do really get lost, and they do need seeking out. And I hear Ezekiel telling me that the Lord will gather all the sheep, gathering them from the countries and bringing them back to their own land to be fed on rich teaching and to lie down peaceably and in complete safety. Make no doubt, this is a big change. God is among us now, no longer far away in Jerusalem on Mount Zion, but here with all of us, looking down the ravines, up at the crags, in the marshes, looking across the whole world, his sheep. We no longer need a temple, or dare I say, for all that I love them, a church building. We can carry God with us, wherever we are, for God is mobile, and God need never be far away again. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we bring your church before you in all the world, praying for those who confess your name, praying that we may acknowledge you as Lord of our hearts and minds, and that those who do not yet know you may be brought to know you by the examples of your faithful followers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Father of all. We bring our broken world before you, thinking at this time of northern Ethiopia and the war that is taking place there, thinking of the people who are fleeing their homes and praying too for the country of Sudan, struggling to receive them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord in heaven, we praise you for the gifts of inventiveness and creativity which you have given us and for the ways these are being used to prepare a vaccine against this COVID-19 virus. We pray for those whose job it is to assure its safety and to plan its distribution, that they may be directed in their work by care and compassion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, who came to teach us. We pray for those working in our schools, including head teachers, teachers, teaching assistants, all the range of supporting staff, and also for boards of governors. Help them to continue to lead education during these present stressful conditions. Help them to find time for their own refreshment. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. God of all grace, we ask your blessing on the work of doctors, nurses and those who tend the sick, especially in our two principal hospitals here in Norfolk, Kings Lynn and Norwich. Strengthen them for their tasks. We pray, Lord, for those we know who are ill and in a moment of quiet, we bring them to you now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Have compassion, Lord, upon all who are mourning, and also upon all those who are lonely. We pray especially now for the families and friends who have lost loved ones recently, including the friends and family of Ray Thomas, Emma Mary Lloyd, Joyce Scholes and Janet Yardley. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, we pray that you may lift our eyes above the narrow horizons of this present world so that we may glimpse the eternal things of heaven that you have prepared for us. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. And now we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Just before our blessing, we use the post-communion collect for the Sunday before Advent. Stir up, O Lord, the wills of your faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may be by you plenteously rewarded. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those whom you love, and remain with you always. Amen.